Hey, everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters. Invest in yourself because your career is the engine of your wealth. My name is Thomas, and I'm here, as always, with my friend Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking today? Ah, uh, good, dude. I'm drinking a Sabago Bump. It is a black ale, and it is fine. Doing this one in the glass, huh? No, no. I just had the bottle oh. so I can remember. I'm drinking in my McKellar and Friends glass. Ah, very nice. I also have, I have a beer glass, but I'm drinking uh, some ice water. Very sophisticated, I think. Yes. <laughs> my cat loves that. It's good. Do you, you put ice in your cat's water? That's like her favorite. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like for real? I thought you were just kidding. No, seriously. It's like the sink <laughs> first, then ice water. I mean, oh, your cat's your cat's like always jumping all over the place anyway and drinking from the sink. I know she just like runs through the apartment, jumps onto the sink, <laughs> and waits for you. Like starts meowing. Like, like you should know. I'm really glad that uh, that our cat has not learned that. And uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the catchphrase stuff. But I just noticed that our guest is drinking New Glarus, and I'm you really correct, jealous. Sir. <laughs> so, am I yeah. correct in assuming that you're from Wisconsin then? Uh, originally from Wisconsin. I do live in Minnesota, but I can see Wisconsin from my window. Okay, so, so you, right can, along you can go get it from there? Yep, pretty much I just jump across the river. It's like two miles for the nearest uh, liquor store, pick it up, come back. Uh, I'm super jealous. I really wish I could get some of that. <laughs> uh, New Gladys is a Wisconsin-only beer, for anyone who doesn't know, and it's mm-hmm. really good. I mean, the I guess they call it, what do they call it, Spotted Cow? The Spotted I mean, Cow is have, the most popular one. Yeah, I mean, I think like Wisconsinites will generally tell you the other brews they have are better, but uh, Spotted Cow is the most popular, and I love it. It's mm-hmm. very good. But yeah, so our guest today is a fan of the show. His name's Andrew Molliver, and we're going to be doing a This Financial Life, where we'll lay your finances bare for all the world to see and judge them. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's get into it, man. I guess, uh, first, like, how'd you discover the show? You know, I remember... Andrew sent me an email asking about that quite some time ago, and if I recall correctly, I was reading, I do know I was reading a blog, and they happened to have an article talking about all these different podcasts, or maybe it was just talking about Listen Money Matters, and I think it was from Making Sense of Sense. Hmm. I honestly can't remember, but I remember listening to it, and after a few episodes, it was like, oh, I saw the light. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much my yeah. financial life has 180 since starting listening to Money Matters. And I'm not like, I swear they're not paying me for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was amazing. Cool. So that's actually really interesting to me. So I guess like, tell me what your financial life was like before you started listening and kind of making changes. Um, what is it? Uh, for one of the shows I watched, I like to say, oh, back in the day, I would always let future Andrew worry about it. Well, future mm-hmm. Andrew's angry at past Andrew for how bad he managed his finances. Um, <clears throat> primarily, like I, I had a lot of student loan debt, but I never really went to go and see how much it was. Um, I, you know, I racked up credit card debt. It wasn't as significant as a lot of other people's had, and I did have, you know, some help from some family members helping me pay off the credit card, and then I would just go into further debt with it again, and it was. Mm-hmm. It was a vicious cycle. Uh, never really had an emergency fund. Never looked to the future of what my finances were. Didn't have a budget. Um, I had a retirement, but I didn't keep track of it at all. I didn't manage it. Uh, yeah, I mean, the fees, for example, were 
I think one of them was like a two percent or something. One of them at least. Damn. But yeah, pretty much. Start listening to money, money. Listen, money matters, and you know, start looking more at my finances. Start tracking stuff more. Completely redid all of my uh, uh, my investments. Moving them over to Vanguard. Putting them to lower fees. Uh, indexes. Um, creating a budget, which that one was probably the last thing I ended up doing because I didn't think budget was as handy. Mm. But then I started using Mints, and Mints is kind of the Mint is able to get re- pretty detailed or like kind of general. Like the what's a good one? Uh, well, food, for example. We don't keep track of like when we go to restaurants and when we buy groceries or when we go to coffee shops. We just have one general. This is our food budget for the month. Okay. So, and my wife and I, we follow that. We always go over the food budget by a little bit usually, <laughs> but we do pretty yeah, good. I do job. it too. This one's, been, this one's been good. So. Okay. Cool. So you're, I mean, you're with your wife. Do you guys have kids or is it just you two right now? Nope. Just us two. We got married back November of last year. So. Oh, okay. So it's been pretty recent. Yep. Yep. And we currently, like with the discussion of kids, we are certainly waiting for that. Certainly waiting until we get more debt paid off because I forgot to mention, I bought a brand new car before I started listening to the show, which was the one... One of the worst ideas I've ever had because <laughs> how much did it cost? Ah, uh, what was I spent like twenty five thousand? Oh wow! Oh wow! So, did you get like uh? So I've been like looking at cars and kind of like know what's in that price range. Did you get like a brand new Fusion or something or? Uh, brand new Mazda three. Okay, Ooh, I've also been looking at that one. Yep. Yeah. So um, I'm looking at like five year old models. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. Like, my friend had just bought a truck, but his was a little bit older, and it was, like, $15,000 cheaper. I mean, he uses it. Yeah. But it's one of those things that I should have just looked for the previous year. Why did I buy brand new? And I can make all the excuses in the world, but frankly, I just wanted new. Mm. Kind of following up on that, I did not negotiate, like, at all. Mm. So that was part of the problem. However, I the one good thing I can admit to it is that I did get it with a zero percent uh interest rate so i don't okay. need to make i mean i have it like what was it five year payments whatever but i don't need to make higher payments i'm not paying any extra interest granted i probably paid for it too much in the first place mm. but not paying interest means that it's something that that's a fixed rate don't even don't even have to worry about paying more because it doesn't matter is other than paying okay off so like your whole length of the loan or yes. yes oh wow that's pretty oh cool. dang okay yeah, they're trying to get rid of the pre- previous year's model. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, but their their financing terms would apply to the new models as well because of that. Because you got was, a new model, right? Yeah, it was a new model. Oh, excuse me. It was a new model, and they were just coming in with like the 2014. So they were trying to get rid of all the rest of the 2013s. I think they had three cars left, so they were really trying mm-hmm. to just get rid of them. And that should have been more of an incentive for me to negotiate with them. But, uh, yeah, I'm young and naive and just want what I want. Yeah. So, look, before the car, what were you spending all of your money on when you were, like, racking up credit card debt and stuff? Were you just, like, partying and... Well, I mean, it was obviously not keeping track of what I was spending on food, you know, going out, picking up, like, Subway every day and everything. Um, I do know... There was a time period, what happened was that 
my job, I'd stopped working and I was still going to college. So I didn't really have any money coming in. So I was paying it with credit cards. Oh, okay. And then I was unemployed for about little, like five months after I graduated and I was still using credit cards. Yikes. So it's, uh, um, and I mean, there was stuff beforehand as well. I can't quite remember that far back, but mm. it was primarily not understanding how credit cards work and not really caring what I spend it on. It was just, oh, well, whatever. Charge it. Worry about it later. Mm. Right. Put it on future Andrew. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> future Andrew's still angry at the past Andrew, but, you know, things are calming down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like try to try to tell myself like future Tom's gonna have a lot more stuff to deal with than me right now, probably. <laughs> Even if it's not true, I just kind of operate on that assumption. Hopefully, it works. So, but now you're turning things around. What I want to know is like what what's your situation right now, and then like I guess what are you um, trying to work towards, and how are you doing that? Well, going on full disclosure, um, my wife and I combined. She had twenty two thousand dollars, I think, in, in uh student loan. She's far more financially frugal than I am. So she didn't have a credit card when we got married and everything. And so she didn't really have any debt. Okay. And where I came in the relationship, I had $50,000 in student loan debt and another about 25000 in the car <laughs> debt. Whoa. So we, are, we were, I think it was like $110,000 all said and done, wow. including somebody I owed my dad and such, which that will be paid off shortly but yeah currently we are at ninety thousand dollars since we got married so we've been paying it down real quick okay but, so you've paid off 20k since you got married yeah that's good okay that's awesome that's, so wait, you okay. said you had twenty five thousand dollars on the car loan yep did they did you put nothing down nope <laughs> they let you put nothing choice. down nothing down I, had I didn't even know they let was you do like that. Was this like 2008 where they were just like trying to get rid of cars as fast as possible? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. But the, like I said, 2013. Yeah, that's right. Because in 2013, the new models are called 2014 to make it more. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I didn't know that the car companies would do that at all. I thought mm -hmm. I figured you'd have to put like 10 percent down at least or something. Interesting. Oh, no. Okay. It's, it's similar to house. They'll they'll willing to give you money. But then they usually charge interest. So yeah. I was able to dodge that. But again, I think they probably charged me at least $5,000 more than what I should have paid. But uh. oh, Okay, that could have been it. Well, that aside, I mean, basically, getting it for 0% is not bad. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, if you could have negotiated it, it would have been pretty ideal if you wanted to actually get a new car. But yeah, so I mean, you guys are paying down debt really quickly then. So I mean, I'm guessing you guys bring in quite a bit more than the... Uh, just like living expenses right now then? Yep. Um, I work as an engineer for one of our local uh, electronic facilities. Okay. And my wife is a nurse. Okay. So combined, we make, we don't make quite as much as Andrew does, but we make over $100,000 a year. Mm. And we're kind of like uh, you, Tom, Thomas, sorry, where we, yeah, <laughs> where we kind of live in a, cheaper area versus mm. like over in New York State, you know, everything is obviously more expensive. Right. Um, what is it? Uh, our rent is 600 a month for a two-bedroom apartment. It's not bad. Oh, not bad at all. 
Yeah. And what state are you in, by the way? Uh, we are in Minnesota. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah and so, since, so you said you're way on the eastern edge of Minnesota, so you're not even in like Twin Cities, right? Nope. We're okay. southwest of southeast of the Twin Cities. Okay. Is it like wow. far from Twin Cities or? Uh, a little over two hour drive. Uh, it's okay. Winona, Minnesota. For sure. So six hundred a month for rent is super cheap. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I props for you guys to for sticking with a cheaper place, even though you guys are bringing in over hundred k a year. I mean, mm. I think most people doing that are probably going to be looking at houses. Yeah. No, I'm. I am so passionately against of ever wanting to pay the mortgage. What was it? The mortgage tax or mortgage fee? Mm. Oh, okay. That it's like. I mean, we do kind of look around like, oh, this would be a nice house. This would be a nice house and kind of entertain the idea. And then I remember, oh, we'll have to pay like an extra $200 a month just uh, for, just because we weren't able to make a 20% down payment. No, thank you. <laughs> okay. So are you hoping to get a house eventually? You just want to make sure you have the down payment? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. Currently, we're working, of course, on building up our uh, emergency fund. Okay. And we... You know, majority of the money though right now is going just to pay off debt as quickly as possible. Right. And like I said, you know, I my dad did loan me some money to help pay off my credit cards. He'll be paid off here shortly. Um, and then pretty much the only thing left we have pay is the car and student, both our student loans. So are your your credit cards are totally paid off then? Yep. Okay, so you're not dealing with like the twenty percent interest rates right now. No. Nope, so nope. yeah, zero percent on the car. I'm guessing, when did you graduate? 2011. Okay, so 2011, did, were, you, were you in the area where you got the like sub 4% student loans then, or are they sitting around 6? Uh, mixture of both, though okay. most of the ones I'm having right now are 6%, uh, like okay. 6.5. Hmm. Okay, so you guys still have a good chunk of debt that you probably want to pay off as quickly as possible before you think about too much crazy investing. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things... Like we are paying off, of course, the majority of it, majority of debt, and we're also trying to make sure our IRA that we're trying to max it out by the end of the year. So that's also taking a large proportion with dealing both of our accounts. Yeah, um, I know. Like one of the things that kind of my wife and I were talking about this, I want to throw this at you guys. Is, I mean, certainly paying off debt is a very important thing, and it's something to strive for. But for it's going to take like roughly four years for us to pay off all the debt. Mm-hmm. And at that time, maybe we want to start putting more mo- savings away. And I was wondering maybe if it would be a good idea once all the 6 and 5% student loans are gone, if it's maybe a good idea to maybe just make minimum payments on the 4% ones. Have you ever looked into something like SoFi or Common Bond that where you could refinance? Your student loans? Because you're an engineer. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you guys are making enough money that it would probably be viable. Dual, yeah. dual earners, like both like jobs requiring like serious education, Like I think that they would accept you guys. And I think they're they're boasting like three point something. I, I talked to the guy like maybe a month ago. It was like 3.5 or whatever. I do know for myself, I did look at SoFi for all of my higher interest, 5% and higher loans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember how much that was. It was over 20000 And they wanted to put me at... Oh, man. I can't remember exactly the number it was. It was like it would. they were willing to go down to 4%, but then the payments would be like six hundred, six or $700 a month for that 
for that 30000 and that was not including whatever payments I still had left on the lower interest rate loans. Okay, so, so they wanted a, a shorter term. Yeah, and it was, I think at this point, we're kind of just looking at doing the avalanche effect after, yeah. you know, just try and throw as much money in to pay off the loans. And again, try and get the, the, the higher interest ones killed off first. Yeah. And then, yeah, actually, I didn't even think about doing the lower interest ones for later. That would so probably that, be a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, you want to pay off those higher interest ones as quickly as possible. Um, I mean, stack method is the method for debt payoff that we advocate here. Um, but yeah, with those those four percent ones, those are all federal, right? Yes, everything everything we both have is all federal. All the private ones, which weren't too many, were paid off early. Okay. On. Okay. Yeah, I mean. Personally, you know, I'm just a peace of mind kind of guy, so I would probably want to kill it as fast as possible. But looking at the math, you're likely to come out ahead if you do invest a little bit after you pay off the higher interest ones. I mean, it, it's similar to a mortgage situation where, I mean, Andrew would say you don't want to try to pay off your mortgage as quickly as possible and not invest. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess what are your thoughts on that, Andrew? Yeah, so the, I mean, you already got the education, so. Not like you're gonna not pay it off, and, and obviously it's costing you. But uh, if shit goes down, like you could, you know, take a loan out against your home. You can't really take an additional loan out against your education, so you'd kind of be screwed. So I think it's definitely important to have some savings. And uh, I mean, you never know that it's gonna beat four percent, but I think in the long term, uh, you'll definitely do better. Yeah, I mean, historically, you will. So and. Like we used to say, it's not an indicator, but historically over the long term, you're going to make about 3% more than that. So it is something to think about. Uh, I would still, I don't know about going like down to minimum, because that's going to take quite a while to pay off, isn't it? Well, I mean, like I said, it would be the minimum of the smaller loans. I think like mm-hmm. I have like 10 separate loans on so what let me I ask owe. You, how much a month do you spend towards loans? <laughs> um, uh, $2,300, I think we're at right now. Wow. Okay. That's, Dang. Dude, yeah. So. Seriously, focus on that. That's crazy. That's a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not the minimum. Think about it. Se. If you right. just took that plus your current like uh, rent payment, you could be living like a, a castle or something. Yeah. No, I was... <laughs> I was thinking about with, I was like talking to my wife last night. It's like, man, you know how many how much vacation we can go on if we just like saved up a couple months of what we're paying in debt. Dude, you can go on a sick yeah. vacation every <sighs> month for what you're paying. In. <laughs> I don't you give us the could. idea here. <laughs> I mean, you guys could go to Japan in like three months. <laughs> well, what was it? I remember. Yeah, I think, so, oh, go ahead. Well, I was. I remember uh, emailing Andrew here number of months ago when I was visiting my friend. This was before I was married and still in... This was before I started listening to Money Matters. Uh, I went to visit my friend Abe, who lives in currently in Oman, in the Middle East. Mm. And what I think, I spent like $3,000 total just for the round trip for myself. And yeah, over half of that... expensive down there, yeah. Yeah, it was like, I think I paid $1,500 for the airfare. And then the rest was just traveling around and staying with him and his friends and his family and such. I mean, it was it was an amazing trip. And, I mean, all things considered, pretty cheap. Yeah. So Yeah, I mean, that's, how long were you there? Uh, two weeks. 
Okay, yeah, that's not that's not too extravagant. Um, I mean, the the flight price is kind of high. I don't know what a typical flight price is for that area, but that's not too bad for two weeks at all. Uh, so here's a question: You're paying twenty three hundred dollars a month right now. Um, when you get all those student loans paid off that are higher percentage, how much are you going to have left over in debt? Like, what is what is that four percent loan bundle? Like, how much is that? Off the top of my head, I want to say it's conservatively thinking. It's probably closer to thirty thousand, but I'm I'm thinking between twenty and thirty thousand, maybe. Okay. So you'll have to pay off the majority of your debt to get rid of like the high interest loans. Yeah. Yeah. There's like one of them's like a seven thousand dollars at six percent or something. I was okay. very foolish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Free money. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, definitely get you know a good cushion built up of savings. Personally, you know, I, I think this is just my opinion. I don't know if I would be comfortable with having thirty k in debt and then like purposely cutting back on what I was paying towards it down to minimum. Um, even if even if you're likely to make a slightly like better return if you were to invest some of that. Personally, I would want to get rid of it. Mm. Um, but I mean, it's up to you because I, I guess like at that point, they're federal loans, there's protections on them, there's all that kind of stuff. Uh, you can, I mean, you can defer. There's ways you can get an income-based repayment plan, stuff like that. But it is a, still a pretty good chunk of change. So $2,300 a month on debt, 600 for rent. Uh, I mean, what do you guys spend in a month total? Uh, I should actually bring up my little spreadsheet. Oh, I remember I was going to mention too. I mean, you mentioned like you mentioned about investing, and we do work to max. We do work to make sure that we're maxing out by the end of the e- end of the year our IRA, our Roth IRA. Okay. So I, th- we kind of started a little bit late this year, so we're paying like a little over five hundred dollars for each of us into the IRA. Okay. So, I mean, that's fit into our budget right now. Now, that's 5500 per person, right, Andrew? Which? Oh, uh, the Roth IRA. For the married? Yeah. Yeah, I believe mm-hmm. so. Okay. So, you guys want to hit 11K by the end of the year on that, right? Yep. Yep. Cool. That's the current goal. So, okay. I think our, to- yeah, our total expense is just under $2,000 a month for, um, Home and utilities, which is about eight hundred, that includes rent, internet, electric, cell phones. Uh, I have other estimates. We have gas, shopping, and food. I said, and that's seven fifty. Uh, other miscellaneous stuff is one forty three. That's uh, you know music subscriptions uh, and a few other ones. Uh, we also have recently added our um, life insurance and disability insurance. We got that stuff done recently. That's about. 150 a month okay so yeah and that's just for some reason i don't have that number set off to the side but it's about two thousand dollars of general expenses okay and as i mentioned we're paying twenty three hundred dollars towards our debt and then we have about a thousand dollars into going into our ira okay. combined oh nice so, so about fifty three hundred is going out the door every month but a thousand of that is being invested, basically. Yep. yep. Okay. And, and and does that leave anything left over from the income? I guess I'm not like doing it, the math it, in my head on the. <laughs> yeah, it actually does. I don't want to get. Okay. I don't want exactly get how much that we make, but we actually do make more than that, surprisingly. Okay. 
And, cool. And and your yeah. work takes care of health insurance, right? Uh, we actually use hers because her health insurance through the hospital is better. But yes. Mm. Okay. Cool. Jealous a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering well, was it? Um, let's do comparison here. So you own your own business and you have no student <laughs> loan debts. Uh, you quarantine. <laughs> Who wants to be jealous here? <laughs> the only thing I got on you is a nice new car. <laughs> the car is nice. My car is about 18 years old, so <laughs> yeah, well. might need to get a new one at some point. I turned it on and I had gas smell coming through the events today. So. <laughs> I, get that. I started that. driving and I was like, hey, I can't smell it anymore. I'm good. <laughs> but yeah, that, it, it works. It works. But yeah, yeah, paying for health insurance is, I mean, it it is what it is, you know. Yep. It's cost of doing business, but it's just like, ugh, every month, punch right in the gut. <laughs> I don't know. I think I pay like two fifty for mine. That's so. not bad, dude. I mean, I, it's not bad, but I think like I, I think like I know people who said their work just takes like ninety a month out of their check for that or something like that. Yeah, it winds up being like for and then Laura has like uh, vision care. It's like you know three dollars a month, you know, because it's subsidized. Yeah. And- yeah, I think I had a dental for like seventeen, so it's like two seventy five or something like that every month. But it's peace of mind, so. I will take it, and I have to pay the fee. <laughs> yeah, yep. Which I mean, interesting. We had that whole episode on the fee, so I'm glad to be done with all of that. Cool. So, four years, you guys will be done with debt then. That's that's the current goal. Okay, and the current plan. <laughs> so, with the plan, are you guys just cool with staying in the apartment for the next four years and looking at the house situation after the debt's all done, or are you hoping to move into a house concurrently while you're paying it off? Uh, currently. The idea is to pay off the debt and then, you know, look into other things. And it's actually funny that you mentioned that because I just read an article today talking about life after debt. Mm-hmm. And, and they were talking about that. And it's like, you know, I didn't really think about that. What do we want to do after we have no debt? Yeah. Or at least considerably less debt. And, you know, in general, we definitely, I was talking with her this afternoon. And, like, one of the things we definitely want to save, put money away for getting a house sometime in here in the future but at the same time it's like you know we'll have a little bit of money available that i think would be a good chance for us to go on trips yeah we have um friends that go to italy every year and as she always uh expressed interest in going over to the uk so it's like oh we just hit those two up in two or three weeks and such and if you That'd pay that all down, man, you definitely deserve <laughs> it. You should take, yeah, like six weeks like solid and just kind of go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Around the world in 80 days. That's we'll take right. a break. There you go. <laughs> Hot air so, balloon. Like, how old are you now? I am 30. Okay, so you'll be like 34 when the whole debt situation's paid off then? Yeah. It looks like, okay, there. cool. And then, I mean, you guys want to take trips, but it sounds like you guys will be able to put away 2K a month. Probably into investments once it's all done. An additional two kings. Mm-hmm. They're already doing uh, one. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, one that's true. Roth. And, um, yeah, I definitely want to do more investment stuff. Uh, and that's not currently as a major priority just because of the fact that the debt is something that's lingering over us very much. Yeah. So, but yeah, I definitely want to start starting to get into like using Betterment, for example, assuming that nothing new and fancy and probably better or possibly better comes up later on. I don't know. You guys are still being sponsored by Betterment? 
Uh, we're not like sponsored by them, but uh, people sign up through our links. They they give us a little kickback, so it helps. Oh, us. okay. So helps. Yeah, us use Betterment. Survive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get throw money in there. Lots of cash. No, so, but yeah, I, I have Betterment and I have Vanguard. Most of my stuff's in Vanguard, actually, um, just because I'm a geek and I like to look at the funds. But so, yeah, I mean, it's a simple way. Um, but I, I guess the, that was. Oh yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say I did some like quick math while while we were talking, and um, so your expenses are about two thousand dollars, right? Yep. Which uh, which is right in line with uh, Mr. Money Mustache and his expenses. Really? Yeah, he, he's basically the same expenses. Um, and so if you saved uh, three thousand a month, right? So you saved your thousand that you're already putting in. And you mm-hmm. saved, you know, two thousand from your debt payments, and say took that three hundred and I don't know, bought shoes or something. <laughs> um, in a little under fourteen years, accounting for no uh, uh, gains in your investments, you would actually be able to retire, Mister Money Mustache style. So you'd be thirty-four plus fourteen years. That would be uh, forty-eight. That's well before sixty. Um. If you guys, but that that's of course if you guys kept it tight, uh, you know, throughout, kind of like what he did. It's definitely yeah, feasible. What did he retire on? Was it like six hundred thousand or something like that? So he retired on a little under five hundred thousand. But oh, uh, that's right. Okay, he had a, he had a property and stuff, and I mean, like yeah. total value of his stuff was about that. Yeah, because he owns his house, so it's mm. there's there's no house payment there. But yeah, I mean it's. It's pretty cool once you can see the actual like number. So I guess yeah, that was what I was going to ask. Like I know you guys are like very gung ho on paying off the debt, which is great. Um, have you thought about when you might want to retire? Like what you want your retirement to look like and what the numbers might need to be? Well, I mean, honestly, I just kind of figured that I was just going to keep working right up to retirement age. And I mean, mm. I mean, even like just even thinking, like even if we kept. Uh, you know, pain and end up we're able to retire at 40, you know, I like my job. I wouldn't mind staying there. And certainly, you know, the income, of course, would go up over time. And thinking about that, you know, everyone thinks, oh, retirement, they stop working. It doesn't mean I have to stop working. It just means yeah. that I don't have to work anymore. Yeah. And that would be an amazing feeling. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I mean, it's like to me, it's just the opportunity to work on whatever, like, you care about you know whatever your interest falls upon even if it doesn't happen to make money i think i will probably be working until the day i die <laughs> I, i'm the same like i i can't not live without my projects yeah but i mean it, it might be something you're working on where you give money away or it might be something you work on that just isn't profitable but you just care about it you know that's the, eventually the point that i want to hit so i mean yeah i guess you can keep working even if you're quote unquote retired yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, thinking off the top of my head, I mean, like, for example, Mr. Money Mustache and his family, they own the house and they own property, and that, in order to do that, would certainly extend out the time before my wife and I would be able to retire at a younger age, but just mm-hmm. the idea of thinking one could retire before the retirement age of 60-whatever, probably 110 by the time I get there, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just... Yeah, this is this is like a light bulb's going off in my head right now, and I'm like running through all the different type of scenarios of how we could get there. <laughs> I, I think like uh, you have to realize that 
you don't necessarily need a house and it, it will not make you retire faster and it mm-hmm. will not necessarily make you build your wealth quicker. Um, I wonder how things may look if you just kind of took that off the table and you took the pressure off yourself to like build up this down payment to buy this home that then you're like you're kind of stuck with. Like you could actually just move next year to a new apartment, slightly bigger, slightly smaller, different town. You buy a home, like selling it, dude, that is really it's a pain in the balls. Yeah, but well, I mean, even if you wanted like a house, you could rent a house. I mean, that's what we're doing. And you know, the house I'm in right now is pretty expensive, but I'm splitting it with five people. Uh mm-hmm. my dad's in a house, I think it's like or he was in a house, it was like twelve hundred bucks a month. So that's not bad. I mean, you could run the numbers given uh, you know, a rent payment like that and still see exactly where you could retire early without having to do the whole mortgage thing. Well, I guess, uh, do you have like questions for us or like things you want to ask based on your situation? I do know, like the question I asked earlier about the student loan paying it off or paying off at least the high interest and then doing minimum payments for the rest was kind of the primary thing I wanted to run past you guys. Okay. Yeah, I was I was thinking today and I was kind of like panicking, oh, I'm going to be on listening to my matters. <laughs> I don't really have any real serious questions right now. Ah. Well, hey, so, man, that's I mean, cool. I mean, sometimes it's cool to just, uh, you know, take a look at somebody's situation and see how they're taking steps to get towards their goals. Which, I mean, you guys seem like you're doing a pretty good job, and I'm glad that the show has helped you start turning things around and actually budgeting and all that kind of cool stuff. Yeah. Well, like I said, you know, Listen Money Matters has done wonders for me, and, you know, it's I I try and drop the name Listen Money Matters any time that I feel that I can get it relevant <laughs> into a conversation. And I did get uh, a friend at work. My sister has listened to it occasionally. Hi, Fran. <laughs> and I think I got other people too or at least got people thinking about it there's there's one guy that I'm trying to get him to start his IRA he's 26 at work and he's like oh I don't do do this and I pester him all the time just start it doesn't matter how much you throw in just get it started and then start more money in the future him will thank you yeah yeah I tell him yes he will he wants to get a new truck or something though so (laughs) (sighs) That's not going to appreciate. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> but I totally know the exact same situation. You know, I know people who they understand logic, but they just want the truck, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it can be hard to convince them. So I don't know. At least, uh, Andrew, you don't need a truck. Nope. <laughs> you got nowhere to park it. And all my <laughs> savings go to my ridiculously expensive apartment. Yeah. I well, I mean, you're. You own your apartment, technically, don't you? Yeah, so I do. It's uh, 1500 a month now. Okay. I mean, that's not terrible. No, that's not terrible. I, I not for the area. No, yeah, not for the area. So uh, the units in my building that are rented, they're rented for 2300 But I, I Oh, a, damn. Yeah, I, <laughs> I have a sizable amount. I have like 64K down in the apartment right now. Okay, so, yeah. Mm. $2,300, it's pretty close to what I'm paying. But I'm for in a, a corn whole house. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have 701 square feet, and that extra one square foot is like where I store my shoes, my paper towels. Like that counts. So it's important. Yeah. But you have that amazing deli like right a block away from you. So That's true. there are trade offs. I mean, I have friends who just moved into downtown Des Moines, and they have just a lot more they can access. And uh, 
we have to drive everywhere. So mm. there's a trade-off, but I'm happy with it. Cool. Well, you guys want to wrap this up then? Sounds good. Yeah. All right, man. Well, hey, thanks so much for coming on the show, and thanks for being our like lead evangelist right now, I guess, <laughs> getting everyone to listen to the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> so, was, uh, uh, mm-hmm. what's up? Oh, I was going to ask, when I sent Laura the message through the forums, I was like, I told her that I was thinking, I am not worthy. I am not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, don't worry really about excited. that. We're just a bunch of geeks who like talking about money, and if you're a geek too, well... Oh, yeah. Right in the same club as us. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, guys, if you have questions about money or uh, your own financial situation, listenmoneymatters at gmail.com is our email address. You can send us your questions or your catchphrases. We're always looking for those. And you can also subscribe and get involved. Every website or every uh, show notes page on the website has links on how to do that. If you want to support the show, reviews on iTunes are definitely helpful. And uh, I'm gonna read a review real quick, but first, like update on the community, Andrew. We got that. Um, it is it is going. We're we're Still adding going. people in. We're adding cool, people cool. in, and uh, we're we're not letting everyone in yet. It's not like okay. yet beta. So, um, if you like know a lot about money and you want to help people, uh, we yeah. want you in early. If you have like some ridiculous problems that need solving. We want you in because we want to help you. So, uh, like, right now we're trying to get, like, people, like, on the both extreme edges of the spectrum. And uh, yeah. as time goes on, we'll get, like, more and more people in. And Yeah, I mean, I guess we're looking for people who are excited enough to be active in it and start building it into a vibrant community. So mm. you can email us if you think that is you and uh, potentially get in on the alpha. And then later on we'll be talking about beta and then the launch of the actual public community. So keep your ears open for that. And uh, this week's iTunes review comes from Unforgiven349 from Australia, which we have a bunch of Australian reviews that we found. I know. Like it's, it's ridiculous. I think we're going like uh, viral in Australia or something. <laughs> Very nice. Very need to get nice. down there at some point. But uh, yeah, they say, Andrew Thomas deliver great insight into many topics and make things realistic and fun by, be- by <laughs> being <laughs> giving great personal examples. I can't read today. <laughs> You'll also learn about different beers and scotch. Most of the guys go off on entertaining but succinct tangents. Well-paced, informative podcast with plenty of variation. I'm an Australian listener, and whilst this is aimed at the U.S., many of the lessons learned and thought processes can be applied to any financial learning and life situation. Keep it up, guys. Can't wait for each and every episode. Love from Australia. We got Australian fans. Sweet. That means we're officially official, right? That's right. <laughs> we're now real. Cool. Well, hey, guys, uh, reviews on iTunes are definitely appreciated. So if you want to support the show, you can do that. If you want to find our favorite resources and tools and books we recommend, uh, cool things to improve your financial life, such as Mint and things like that, uh, those are over at our toolbox. ListenMoneyMatters.com slash toolbox is where you'll find that. And that's all we got. So thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for coming on the show, Andrew. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Later, man. Later. Bye. Tell your friends about this show.